time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Have you ever noticed how much we want an alternate reality than the one we're living in? I mean, we want something different than where we are. And sometimes we keep looking for that alternate reality because we're not happy with where we are or we just want things a little bit different. Last maybe nine months or so, I've been looking at virtual reality, you know, where you can put a headset on and disappear into a whole nother world. And a lot of that's based around games and and other interesting things. You can travel the world in my own virtual reality headset and be somewhere else completely immersed in an alternate reality around you that's created by this machine. And the fact is, you and I create an alternate reality to what is every day, which leads us to struggle with finding happiness. It leads us struggling to the place where we're not happy with where we are, not because of a headset on us where we're living in a virtual reality, but really because we want things different than the way they are. Now, this awareness for me is true in my own life. You know, I see many times when, you know, I just keep wishing something were different. And so over time, I've been thinking about what that means and how does that happen and how can we move beyond it? It makes me think back to my years as a hospital chaplain when many times people would ask the question, why is this happening? And what I realize is when people say, why did this happen? Why is this happening? There's a question behind that of, is there a way for this not to be true? I remember many times being with somebody who was getting a diagnosis in some way. Um, Something bad had happened, an accident, a diagnosis, something had happened to either them or a loved one. And they would ask the chaplain the question, why did this happen? And many of the nursing staff, many other people thought that they were really wanting to have a discussion about maybe the theology of that or or even the philosophy behind something happening. And in reality, we were really trying to find an alternate reality to the one they were living in, an alternate reality where the diagnosis didn't happen or whether the accident didn't happen, but some other place within us. Certainly seems to be a place where we all struggle at times because life doesn't always give us what we want. It just gives us what we get. And I think that that's part of our struggle. And so I believe that we can often define things by the if or the is of it. And what I've realized is that if comes in three different variations, which don't do much to help us. They're based on this alternate reality we're trying to create versus the is. And so I want to talk through these three ifs, and then I want to talk a little bit about the is and why that can be important. Because sometimes what I hear people say is, you know, if I get to the is, it means I've given up. So first, let me just preface this by saying that there have been changes in our understanding of what it means to get to is. It's acceptance that we're really talking about, and I want to go into that a little bit more later on. And a lot of the, our understandings have come from this place that was really from grief research. 
grief research based in mostly Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's idea that there are these different stages of grief. And the first one is denial. You know, we act as if it didn't happen. We refuse to listen to what the doctor says or, you know, we refuse to take note of what's happened. That's the denial phase. And you and I do live in denial sometimes of not wanting to look at what's happened around us. So denial is not just about grief. It can be in everyday life. Then there are these other stages like anger. You know, sometimes something happens and we get really upset with it and and we push against it and we push at people who might even push on us (laughs) to move forward. And so, you know, we kind of blow up on the doctors or, or blow up on the chaplain or our family members or someone else when they're trying to be a comfort. And then there's the bargaining stage which is where we're trying to find another alternate reality. So notice denial, that's an alternate reality. Anger is, is pushing against that alternate or the reality of things and and, and pushing and pushing. And then we get to bargaining where we're trying to find an alternate reality by cutting a deal. (laughs) So, you know, you might say, well, God, if you spare me this, then I'll do this. Or to the doctors, you know, if you can find me this solution, then, you know, we'll do this. I'll pay you this money or, or many other ways that we can play that out. Then after that depression, which is, kind of realizing that you're not making any headway against the alternate reality that you want to get. You're not making a headway to get towards that alternate reality and certainly not getting away from reality. And then we get to acceptance. So that was a framework that was given to me years ago in the middle of graduate school and that I used in chaplaincy. The problem is what we meant by acceptance really was resignation. And This was true in the medical community. I realized it for a long time that part of what doctors wanted me to do was to get to the person, to the place where they could admit and see that things were as bad as they had been told. And that felt to me like resignation. You know, when we would finally get there, we would know because they would kind of give up. I've come to realize that that really isn't it at all. So I want to talk about the distinction with that. But first, let's talk about the ifs of life. The first one is uh, if only. If only this had been different. You know, if only this relationship hadn't taken this turn. If only this hadn't happened back there. It's it's kind of looking back into the past. If only my parents hadn't been this way. If only that um, you know car hadn't been coming the way it was coming. You know, if only genetics hadn't caught up with me. If only my lifestyle hadn't caught up with me. I mean, there's only a lot of if onlys. And this year during COVID, I've heard many people say, you know, if only I had not gone to that gathering, I wouldn't be sick, or or my loved one wouldn't be sick. And you know, if only the nation had done something different, or if only you know another country had done something different, we wouldn't be at this place. And if only is really struggling with things that have already happened. It's struggling with the past that's back there that is unchangeable. And one of the struggles we have is that we can often play the game of if only throughout life. What I noticed in my work as a therapist is many people would talk through their past, trying to figure out a way around their past, <laughs> trying to find a way that they could understand things differently. Now, understanding things from a different perspective, that's one thing. 
But trying to figure out how to undo what has happened, that's a whole nother level of that. But we get stuck in this game almost on a daily basis of if only. Today, uh, just today, on several coaching calls, you know, I had to say, hey, we could talk about, you know, what happened back there. We could come to some understandings about there, but we can't undo those things. And in general, many people try to undo what's happened. The fact is we can't undo the past, but we can spend an inordinate amount of energy playing the if only game. Another of our ifs is only if. I can only be happy if I get that job, only if I find the right person, only if I win the lottery. You know, I'm looking for something right now. If only if this happens, that's the only way I'm going to be happy, only if these circumstances happen. And what we do is we reduce ourselves to the things outside of us that only if the circumstances line up exactly the way I want them to, am I going to find what I want in life? Am I going to be happy? The problem is that that's a control game. You know, somewhere in us, we're trying to figure out how to make the only if pieces fit. Only if this is in place. Only if that's in place. Only if you treat me well. Only if, you know, I get what I want. And we don't have control over those external pieces. So we get stuck in this game of playing the external that says that the circumstances out there have to line up just right to deliver us to happiness or to deliver us for, to contentment or to deliver us to thriving. And see, I don't think that's really about thriving. I think that really is us trying to control what can't be controlled. There's only one other if, and that's the if only. That's about the future. (laughs) If only these things happen, will I be able to move forward? If only these things in the future occur, will I be able to move forward? It's very close to that only if, because only if bridges from the present to the future. And if only continues that future forward. If only I can make it to that place in my job, I will finally get there. If only I can get the kids out of the house and I can finally relax. If only I get to retirement, then I can finally start traveling, right? All of these restrictions that are down the road, not going to happen now, but down the road, I can finally get to the place of happiness. Then there's that other word. (laughs) It's the one we struggle with, and that is, is, is is about the present moment. We can think in if terms or is terms. If keeps us waiting for the changes to either have happened in the past or happen in this moment or happen in the future. Is is really about where we are right now. Now, back to those stages of grief. What I realized is acceptance is not resignation at all. It's an awareness of where you are. It's an acceptance of where you are. It's not looking for the alternate reality. It's taking off your virtual reality headset and saying, this is where I am. And it always seems to make sense that if we ever want to move forward in any way, we have to start with where we actually are right now. So it's not resignation of giving up that this is where I am, but saying this is where I am. This is the beginning point. 
wherever I go forward begins where I am right now. Everything that has happened has brought me to this moment that is of the moment. And everything that will go forward is based in where I am right now. It's kind of like if you're on a trip, you know, somehow you ended up where you are right now. Here I am kind of in the middle of the country. Let's say I decided to go to one of the coasts. Well, it doesn't help for me to wonder aloud of how I got to this place in the middle of the country. It doesn't change where I am. I am where I am in this place. But I have to know where I am in order to you know, start the journey. Back in the day when we used to actually have to look at a map to figure out how we were going to get to somewhere, I remember I would open the atlas and I would have to locate myself and say, okay, here's where I am. This is the road I'm on. These are the roads that connect to get me to where I want to go. But those roads don't matter at all if I'm not accurate with this place where I am now. Present day, we just open our phones and open up a map application and it shows us exactly where we are. The app shows the point. And then if you say, but I want to get to here, the app says, okay, well, you start here, right? There are directions that start from where we are. I know just the other day I was going somewhere and I opened up the app and the app said, starting from home, and it began the directions because it knew that there was no use telling me directions from somewhere else because I'd have to get to the other place in order to start the journey. So I have to start with where I am. One of the people who started... Uh, life coaching as a profession. One of the founders of it was Thomas Leonard. Thomas was an incredibly creative guy who had lots of incredibly creative thoughts that helped create our industry in many ways. And one of his concepts was what he called the present perfect. Now, when you hear that, you know, it may take you back to the same thing that kind of my nightmares of English class, where we were having to learn about the tenses of our language. What tense is it? Present tense, future tense, past tense. And then you have this present perfect tense. Well, that's not what Thomas was talking about. What he said is that we have to recognize that where we are now is a perfect representation the perfect present. It's a perfect representation of everything that has gone before us and brings us to this moment. So if you kind of think of it like a funnel, right? If it's this broad funnel where everything that's out there, what happened to you, where you were born, everything that's happened in culture, all these things, the place we find ourselves in history, the people around us, the places we've met, been, the people we've met, the circumstances that surround us bring us to this moment right here, where you are, wherever you are walking or sitting down or wherever you are listening to this, this moment where you are is a perfect representation of everything that happened before. The relationships around you, your experience in life, where you are, what you're doing, all perfect representations of everything that's come before. And then the future kind of spreads out in a reverse funnel where there's so many possibilities going forward that we go from this one focal point to many other possibilities. So it funnels down and then spreads out in front of us. But it starts with going, well, this is where I am. Our struggle is wanting to believe in that alternate reality. To try to somehow rework history, to make things that we didn't want to have happen, to make them not happen to make things that we wish had happened, to make them happen. 
And we struggle with saying, you know, all these things have to fall in place for me to move forward and find what I want moving forward. And that keeps us away from the present moment. Right now, one of the big topics is mindfulness. Mindfulness is simply being present with where you are. Whatever's going on with you, whatever emotions you're feeling, whatever uh, the, the world is presenting to you, wherever you're feeling the temperature around you, the sounds around you, the smells around you, everything, being present to that, that's mindfulness. It's simply presence to the present moment. So what would that matter, though? Well, we do a lot of struggle against. We do a lot of struggle against the is when we play the if if we're constantly playing the if game of what if, only if, or if only, we're fighting against the reality of where we are. And whenever we're doing battle, we're eating up our energy. <laughs> we're struggling to be somewhere we're not. And part of where we need to start is by noticing the struggle. In fact, one way you can do that is to notice the mood you're in. Notice that place where you are. Scan your thoughts and see where you're playing with that if. Where are you labeling things as if? What if that had been different? If only this is different. Only if this happens. Just kind of notice the places where your thoughts lead you to that place. And then do something different sit for a minute with the present sit with your current place as a way of orienting yourself to where you can go from here one of the things you can do is take some deep breaths because when we play the if game the if game we're activating our vagal system into alarm because it's struggling to get to the right thing, right? You're in an alarm alert or alarm phase. So you're kind of on this fight, flight, freeze, flail place where we can all be when we're living in fear. And the reality is that's where fear comes from, those ifs in life. So when we sit with that and breathe deeply, and I would just recommend taking some deep breaths deeply into your diaphragm, Breathing through your nose, you can breathe out through your nose or your mouth, but taking deep breaths in through your nose and taking long exhales out and just sit with where you are. Notice where you are. Notice the surroundings around you, how you're feeling, where your body is, how it feels to be in this present moment, the temperature of the room, what's holding you up under your feet or under your rear or wherever, however you're situated, the smells around you, the sounds around you, just kind of orient yourself to this present moment. And then do the next step of saying, okay, I'm going to accept where I am because accepting where I am is not giving up. It's just saying this is where I'm starting from. So just remind yourself, is, is not about giving up. It's about deciding how you're going to move from where you are. Now, you might just say, wait a minute, that's about the future. Yes. We all have a preferred future. There are some things that I would prefer to have happen this afternoon and some things that I would prefer not happen this afternoon. <laughs> some of that was in when my control. A lot of it is not within my control. So I have a preferred future, but that's different than the 
the future that will come. And so our task is to accept the present as it comes moment by moment. It's the only moment we're in. You know, we can put our mind into the past or mind into the future, but the moment is the only one we're in. It's this moment. And so then the question is, what is my preferred future and what are the actions I can take to move me towards that future? But here's the big footnote or the big asterisk. Happiness is not because those things happen. Joy and contentment are not because those things happen. It's because we take on the challenge of that. So we take on the learning of that. We take on the meaning and the purpose of that. Many times I talk about thriving as not as what happens to you, but how you view it, how you understand it, how you learn from it, how you move forward and decide that this is part of your life, that whatever happens in the moments, they're a part of your life moving forward. We can accept what's come our way, knowing that every moment moving forward, we accept what's come our way and still work towards what our preferred future is. Taking control where we can and make sure we don't get stuck on where we can't. If this has been helpful, I would love it if you would share this podcast. You can do that with uh, links either linking to my blog, the Thriveology Podcast blog at thriveologypodcast.com, thriveologypodcast.com, or you can send out a link directly if you have a podcast app. There's usually a share button there. The other thing that you can do to help is just go post a review wherever you've listened to this podcast. It's a way to help me, and if I've been helpful for you, I hope you'll kind of return the favor and just leave a review to let people know what this is about and what they can expect to hear. The thing about it is when there are reviews there, people know to come listen, and that's what we want to do. So rate and review. That's a great way of helping. And if you need a little more help with this, please check out my book, Thrive Principles. It gives you 15 different strategies to build into your life. And by the way, what we talked about today is one of those strategies. So you can find more about that by going to thethriveprinciples.com. That's thethriveprinciples.com. Or you can just grab it at your local bookstore or wherever you like to buy books, including Amazon. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to build your thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.